This is the 77 WABC minicast. Former National Security Advisor there in the Trump administration to then Vice President Pence. Great to have you here, General Keith Kellogg. What's going on? This is really scary. There's this independent arms dealer. First of all, sending stuff. Uh, he was busted. Thank goodness it was an undercover DEA agent who busted him. But and now we've got Iran also in the works of sending these close range ballistic missiles to Putin. Uh, how do you read this? This is terrifying. Yeah, Rita, thanks for having me. Look, it's rather significant because when you look at Iran, which has probably got the largest ballistic missile fleet, not only in the Middle East, but potentially in the world, they're sending them these ballistic missiles. They, they call them the Fatal family, which have got a range of about 400 miles. And they're precision guided. They're guided by a system called GLONASS, which is like our GPS, and they carry a significant warhead. You know, here's where the issue that bothers me. It's not that they're providing the weapons, which they are, but we're not providing a similar weapon to the Ukrainians to fight. For example, we're not providing what we call our block to a captain's long-range missile, which has half the range. But And, and we talk about all this of, well, we're supporting Ukraine. There's a lot of talk about funding. But yet we we've slowed weaponry down to them. We've slowed equipping down to them. You know, we told them, you know, wait for a while for the long-range artillery. We didn't close air support. They don't have the F-16. They don't have the A-10s. They were slow on the, the tanks. So when you we I hear this rhetoric about supporting Ukraine, but we had a chance about a year ago. You Really, Russia was on its heels. Uh, and you know, I say that because when you look at what Prigozhin, who led the Wagner Group, had a clear shot to Moscow, he would have taken it. He kind of ducked out on that one. And they were kind of really kind of searching for a way forward. And then Cyril Vikin came in, did a good defensive alignment, and now we're into an attrition fight. They brought a lot of mass, they, the Russians, providing these missiles to uh, uh, Iran's providing the missiles. So if you're in an attrition fight with the Russians, you're in trouble. You're on the back foot because they have simple mass that the Ukrainians don't have. You know, so uh, General Kellogg, you brought up a really yeah. important point. Uh, the F-16s, the fact that, you know, it was, oh, we're going to finally maybe get you F-16s. Think about had Biden really armed, if they were really going to fight the fight for Ukraine and help Ukraine, if America, they could have given it to them right away. And in fact, I, you know, I'm half Polish. The Poles were begging to send their MiGs and then they yeah. were going to be replaced. They were they were told don't. They were blocked by this administration. That is shameful. Yeah. When you look at it, you know, when, when you get a high performance aircraft like an F-16, it generally takes, let's just say if you fly MiG-29, you move to an F-16, it takes about six months to train them. But we had plenty of A-10s. Those are the close air support weapons. We used to call them the Warthog that we're getting rid of. We're putting them into mothballs, about 200 of them. Give them those aircraft. They were designed to be Soviet Union anyway, back in the day. And it's an easier plane to fly. You can learn how to fly it. It's a fly-by-wire airplane in about half the time. But we didn't do it. So, I, I mean, I hear all this political discussion about we got to support them. we got to give them this. I keep asking myself and asking others, where have you been the last two years? Right. We're into our third year of a war, and you haven't done it. And so I really do criticize them for it, and especially now that you see the Iranians supporting them. Because that's it's like having a weapons broker behind you and with the Iranians supporting them and, and supporting them to a level that we're not doing. Really scary stuff. Uh, Judge Weinberg, I know you got a question also about border security. General, good to talk to you again. I just read that uh, the state of Texas seized an island from the Mexican cartels. The federal government hasn't dealt with this invasion by the uh, 
the illegal immigrants or the cartels into our country. What do you think about them seizing? They found fentanyl, munitions, arms on that island, and they have control of it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, you know, I, this is I go back to when we were in office in the last administration, and we looked at Mexico as a cartel state. When you look at all the cartels, the Sonola cartel and the rest of those cartels down there, you know, they really, they outgun the Mexican army with weaponry. And you usually have to take very positive actions on the cartels. We have done that before. We did that in, in Colombia with Pablo Escobar. When we went down there and supported the Colombian government to get rid of him, it, it'll be pretty dicey to do it. But they're going to have to do it. At least Texas is doing something, uh, whether you like it or not. At least they're reaching out and trying to to hamstrung the, the cartels. And that's who's really causing this immigration flow. What I mean by that is they're supporting us, they're providing the support that they need to get across. Um, it's not the Mexican government. And, and again, I blame this administration for when they withdrew the Remain in Mexico plan, when they cut, they eliminated all the executive orders that we had set. The, the Mexicans put 35,000 soldiers on the, on the border, the southern border, to help us. That is all gone. And now it's just quite open. And when you look at the numbers, Judge, of coming across illegal aliens today, the numbers that have come across in the last three years, when you look at those population numbers, the population combined, that's greater than 35 of our states. <laughs> that, that is totally destabilizing. Uh, is anybody in the federal government trying to stop the uh, state troopers or, or, or National Guard from Texas from doing their job? No, they haven't. You know, it's interesting. You hear these orders coming out of Washington, D.C. Most people are just kind of looking the other way. The National Guard and Texas, Governor Abbott's doing a great job. And what yes, he's he trying is. to do is just hold on it. And, and I think what's happening is the directions come from uh, in Washington, D.C., and you're seeing people going, yeah, okay, well, one day we're not going to do that. So I think everybody kind of understands that's on the border and visiting the border. And I've been down to the border. You know, it's a mess. It's porous. It's, it, they come through in various areas, and you just have to slow the flow as best you can. And until you get Mexico helping you out and you, sh- and you make sure you're enforcing remain in Mexico plan, it's not going to work. Look, right now today, think about this. There's over 150 different nationalities across the southern border. Two years ago, 400 Chinese citizens crossed the border. Just this year alone, 24,000 Chinese have illegally crossed the border. The something, overwhelming number something is rotten in Denmark. Yep. Yep. Or or the border. I was going to say, don't blame Denmark. No, no, I'm actually, half Danish. Actually, don't blame Denmark. Most respectfully, something is rotten in the White House. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for saving thank you, the Danes. Thank you so much for <laughs> uh, for setting the the record straight, and uh, thank you, Governor Abbott, for doing a great job protecting protecting the people of Texas. Absolutely, and General Kellogg, thank you so much. We love and appreciate you. Thank you for the good fight, always.